drums, please. Yes, sir. You already know what time it is. It's the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode 65. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 65 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I am your host. My name is Denzel, a.k.a. Harry Potter, a.k.a. DeBron James. And we are back like Jordan wearing the faux five. I want to start by saying thank you to everyone who tunes in, who likes, who subscribes, who shares, and who supports. Thank you to everyone who is active and engaging with me on the social media platforms. I truly, truly, truly appreciate all the love and the support I receive from y'all. Thank you again to all the essential workers out there. And finally, thank you to all the people who are out here continuously using their voices to affect change in a positive way we always 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 have to start the shows with the thank yous because the thank yous are very 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 important please do not forget your boy denzel has official bronx bias podcast merchandise available for purchase you can visit the website bronx bias pod dot my shopify dot com B-R-O-N-X-B-I-A-S-P-O-D dot M-Y-S-H-O-P-I-F-Y, Bronx Bias Pod dot MyShopify dot com. I got hoodies on there. I got t-shirts. I got tote bags. I got COVID masks. I got stickers and much, much more to come. Um, If you're a fan of the show and you like listening, um, this is just another form of support that you can give me along with just liking and enjoying the show. And I truly, truly appreciate all the people who have purchased merchandise from the site. And uh, man, I'm just a young black man trying to get some money in his pocket and stay out of trouble. So this is a great way to just help the show keep going, help, uh, you know, get a little money in my pocket so I can keep, you know, doing the show and keep putting it out on time and keep all the things that I need to keep this thing going. And um, again, I truly, truly appreciate everyone who has purchased merchandise and I encourage you out there listening if you feel so inclined to check out the site and possibly purchase some merch from there. Um, But with all that being said, we are going to have a great, 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 great show today. I'm very, very excited for you guys to hear today's show. And there's nothing else to say, but I am in an amazing mood. I'm in a tremendous mood and I am ready to go. So let's get it. I am in a very, very, very good mood. Today's intro is an amazing song. It is the song for the summer. It is it is one of the songs that you could just play at any cookout, any barbecue, any kickback, any get-together, any family reunion, and everyone knows it, everybody loves it, and it just makes everyone feel good. It is called Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince off of the album Home Base. And summer just started, officially started on June the 21st. And what a perfect song to play for the first week of summer. 
We're all getting ready soon to have our 4th of July celebrations and everything like that. I know when I get together and I have to make a playlist for the cookout, this song is always on the list. It was the perfect song to play for today's show. Shout out to DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, a.k.a. Will Smith. You guys already know the vibes. Great song. Great way to start the show. I love them, brothers. And I appreciate this song and how timeless it has been. This song came out, what, like over at least 30 years ago. And it's still like timeless. That's what's so amazing about music. Songs that come out years ago when the world was a completely different place, where so many things were different. Somehow, someway, these classic songs, these classic records just seem to last the test of time. And that's what's so fire about them. That is what's so fire about them. So shout out again to Will Smith, a.k.a. The Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff for a great song, a timeless song, and a song that was perfect to start our show with today. Now it is time for my favorite, 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 favorite segment of the podcast. It is called Bronx Facts. For those of you guys who do not know, or maybe it's your first time listening to the show, Bronx Facts is a segment I like to do at the beginning of each show, just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York, that people may not know, that people may have never heard before, just to try and show how many great things, how many great ideas, and how many great people come from the Bronx, New York. So, without any further ado, your Bronx Fact for today is the Wildlife Conservation Society or the WCS, is a non-governmental organization headquartered at the Bronx Zoo in New York City. Their goal is to conserve the world's largest wild places in 14 priority regions. It was originally founded in 1895 as the New York Zoological Society. The WCS manages four New York City wildlife parks in addition to the Bronx Zoo. They manage the Central Park Zoo, the New York Aquarium, the Prospect Park Zoo, and the Queen Zoo. Together, these parks receive 4 million visitors per year, and all of the New York City facilities are accredited by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums. And that is your Bronx Fact for episode number 65. Damn, son, where'd you find this? All right, all right, we're getting right to it today. We have a very, 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 very <laughs> special guest. Only special guests that appear here on the Bronx Bias podcast. Today we have special guest entrepreneur Tia Ingram, a.k.a. Coach T, who is the co-owner of the Bronx Collab Space, which is a community and co-working small business that offers Bronx residents the opportunity to gather, create, educate, and collaborate. Thank you so much for taking some time out to come on the show. How are you? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. I'm feeling good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm happy to have you in. And we're going to have a great, I know we're going to have a great show today because you have a lot of great stuff to talk about. Your space yeah. is amazing. What you do for the Thank community you. is amazing. And I know Thank it's going to be good. <laughs> Thank you. So T, so Coach T. Coach T. Yes. Coach T. Uh, where are some of the places that the Bronx Collab can be reached? Uh, where are you out here uh, in the in the atmosphere? Well, physically, we're located in the Bronx, obviously, uh, on 3866 White Plains Road. But really, the website is the spot to go. It's uh, thebronxcollab.com. And through the website, you can connect to all of our social media platforms. Really, IG is a place to be with us. Um, it's at the Bronx Collab. That's where you see every day the things that we're doing and the different opportunities we have coming up. Awesome. Awesome. So the first question that I like to ask every guest um, is about mm -hmm. COVID and the past year of 2020, because it's been a year that we had we could never see coming within a million years. And it's changed so many yeah. things that we do now in the present. And it's going to change so many things that we do in the future. So mm -hmm. how has COVID in the past year of 2020 affected you personally? And also, how has it affected your business? Yeah, thanks. This is a question, right? This is a loaded question that I've gotten often. Personally, just like the rest of the world, just trying to figure out 
what to do, how to navigate through it. Um, energetically feeling very heavy because people are sick and people are passing. Um, but just really finding opportunities to keep myself grounded, stay connected with family, keep myself healthy. So I did what the rest of the world was doing. Um, as a business, it was obviously challenging because everything was put on pause. Um, but I've said this and I'll say it again. It was a challenging time, but it was also a nurturing time. It did a, put the business on pause, but it did allow us to sort of like restructure and figure out what was best, reformulate. So it was an interesting time. It was an interesting time. Uh, how would you say um, participation has changed now that we've transformed into 2021? Do you see a higher level of participation or was it more people trying to engage with you because they were stuck in the house? Well, yeah. So we're literally a gathering space, right? <laughs> we're literally a space designed and created for folks to gather around art, culture, music, and really influence and educate each other. So we couldn't do that. We couldn't be together. But I think now that it's slowly opening back up, people are a little bit more comfortable with coming in to, to co-work as well as to host, workshop, to host workshops and seminars. But it's still slow. We still have to be careful, but it's just about us being focused on the mission and keep out, keep our messaging out there. So it, you know, it, it's still a challenging time and it's not about, it's, it's important that we remember that the pan, we're still feeling the effects, right. Of the pandemic. Um, so it's still about not just opening up, but sustaining our businesses. And that's really what we're focusing on right now. Right. Right. That's a, that is a great approach to have. And it's, yeah. you know, what is, it's great too, that I've seen, I've seen a whole lot of people like become extremely resilient where in certain situations, people maybe give up on things or just don't have the resolve to handle these things. But almost every person that I talked to who has their own business or started their own movement <laughs> got extra resilient when it when COVID first occurred. And now they're slowly getting back into the swing and they have a different level of appreciation and love for their art and their business that they're doing. So I see that definitely as a positive from COVID. It's very, I, I would agree with you. And I always say this, the Bronx will take care of the Bronx. I mean, I know people experience it wherever you live, but when COVID, like the Bronx, we just got on our feet. We started with pantries, food drives, just really taking care of each other. Like the Bronx, we got us. So I definitely agree with you. <laughs> yes, 100%. We got us. That That is so true. That is so true. Yeah. So Coach T, I want to know about you. I want to know about your journey. I want to know about your story and, and everything that goes along into um, the Bronx Collab. So first, what inspired you to start the Bronx Collab? Yeah, so I was not, a, I didn't start the Bronx Collab. My business owner did. Um, so, but I know that the birth of this space came out of a need for us to have affordable places to be together. Like that's the bottom line, right? Um, I'm, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time and we, we've sort of noticed that in order for us to get together and do work together, it had a big price attached to it. Um, so we just felt like that it didn't have to happen that way. It shouldn't have to be that way. So my business, my, my business partner sort of, um, decided that this was a need that we needed to have up in the Bronx. So that's really the idea that it was birthed out of. And it was birthed out of a need to just for us to be collective and us to be together and us to learn together, work together and grow together, right? Um, because we we can naturally do that um, as a community. So that's really why the business was started. And obviously after COVID, well, and during COVID, things have shifted with the business. But the heart and root of it is that we are a small business promoting community and collectiveness here in the Bronx. Right, right. And that is what is going to keep you um, getting opportunities with, with people because they see that you're a business that is people and community-based. I, I see that businesses like that always have mm -hmm. consistent support because people understand how much that is important. When I was growing up, and I'm sure we were around the same age, I didn't have places mm -hmm. where you know I could just go after school and have somewhere when I could learn something new or have somewhere where I could meet someone and we could go into business together. Yeah. We could collaborate on different projects. So I completely see how... Yeah. Now people are like, hey, you know, this is a great place where I could just go and meet people who are like-minded or I could go pe meet people who have the same dreams that I have or the same passions I have. And that is what enriches the community more and more and more. And the Bronx, we coming up. We There's a whole bunch of new things I see. There are a whole bunch of new people that I meet. 
all with like a goal of just pushing the borough forward. Absolutely. You said it, pushing the borough forward. And one of the ways that we want to push the borough forward is in a, a professional way and in, in a cultural way. Um, and I think that the, the borough is being pushed forward, but sometimes some folks are left out of that, right? So that's why this space was created so that it could really be a space made for the Bronx and everyone can feel a part of it. Right, right. Um, so what do you want to convey? What would you like the overall message to be uh, with the Bronx Collab or about the Bronx Collab? Like what is the mission statement of the, the business that you guys just follow that guideline with everything that you do? Yeah, so thanks. It's kind of like I just said, right? It's really a space designed for folks to come and create together, to, you know, advocate together, to design, to learn, to influence. You know, during the weekend, there's so many different things that happens here that really is symbolic of what the space was designed for. So maybe we have a pantry because we do a pantry once a month, right? And then after that, we have a small business workshop. And then on the and maybe a church group or religious institute meets here. It's really how the space runs, right? It's literally a space created for you, for folks in the Bronx. And the Bronx is rich in uh, information and resources and art and culture. So you literally can see all of that unfolding in our space. Yeah, and, and it is true. You know, I what I do on the show, I do a segment called Bronx Facts. And I just give one fact about the Bronx, New York, each show. And the response I get by people who are just unaware of mm. all the things and all the people that come from the borough, all the things that got started from people from the borough, it's right. like people sometimes think that I'm lying and that I'm making the stuff up. <laughs> like, you know, I did uh, a fact about Stan Lee, you know, the uh, comic book guy who yes, yes. And he just got honored with Stan Lee Way over by mm -hmm. uh, in the Mars Heights area. Mm -hmm. And people are like, what? The guy who did Spider-Man didn't ain't from the Bronx. Why are you lying on this? And I'm like, I'm not lying. Like, I'm not going to come on the podcast and tell you a lie. Yeah, yeah. And that's the point. So I think that your business and the, what I'm trying to do and all the other creators that I've come in contact with, it's all just about changing the narrative around the borough where people Absolutely. have one idea of the borough. And Absolutely. hopefully just with our movements that we could just start to change the narrative around it. We, we already are. Right. Give people an yep. opportunity just to see more, you know, just to see more. Yep. Absolutely. And you know what? If I could just add to that comment, right? Because a lot of things, one big thing that's a misunderstanding about us is we're not an event space, right? We're not like a rental hall space. Yes, we do small gatherings here and support entrepreneurs with different, you know, functions, but you can have an event space anywhere. We have enough event spaces. What we needed was a space that the community could wrap their arms around and be a part of and have these different, you know, functions and get resources and get... And information. That is what we needed. And I think that also going through COVID showed that, right? During COVID, obviously, we couldn't gather as much as we wanted to, but it became a home for nonprofits who were displaced. It be that's our, our pantry was going like three times a month during the pandemic. So that that is so important what you just said, because it's like, we have to really wrap our arms around community spaces. And that's what the Bronx Collab is. Yes, 100%, 100%. So in, in this process of getting the space and gathering with people, what were some of the more difficult things that you faced when you first got started or when you guys first had the idea that you wanted to make this a reality? Well, the space was birthed in 2019, right? So shortly after that, who came along? COVID. <laughs> exactly. So it really just paused sort of like the energy of the space and the goals of the space. Um, but like I said before, it was an opportune time to, you know, we're, we're big on mindset here, right? So you could either say, what is this an opportunity to do? Or you could say, woe is me. Now, woe is me is very real, but we realized it wasn't going to move us forward or the business forward, right? right. So we took that time to really look at, okay, what is this an opportunity to do? How can we restructure? What can we do differently? We want to continue on the business. So just what, how do we need to shift? So that, that, you know, that's really it. It was a challenge that everyone had. How, what do I do now? Um, 
But I think that one of the challenges that are still happening is like, how are we sustaining ourselves as a business? How are we investing in the community as well as inviting folks to invest in us? And that's something small businesses always have to think about. We always have to think about how to, you know, survive and thrive. So, yeah, that's what I would say for that. Okay. And do you find that you're more better equipped to handle new challenges now that just coming out of the year of COVID? Like, do you feel like you have a, a better grip on like, okay, when things happen, you understand that, hey, it's not COVID. So I know that I can handle it. Or do you feel like you always had that? And this maybe just put it up just a little bit. Yeah. So that's a great question. I'm Coach T. So they call me Coach T for a reason. Um, And that's not a name I've got from working, from being at the collab. So my life has been around working with young people, the community, and just really living the life that I want to have. I started doing community work when I was about 16 years old. So I had to develop a certain type of understanding about certain things so that it could really move me forward. So obviously, right, um, COVID taught you a lot, a lot of different things, because that was a different thing to navigate. But I think it's fair to say that my mindset was like, if I'm going to win at this, I'm going to win at this. And that's literally, if you decide to win, the rest is history. So that's really my mindset around things. Okay. And, and it's the mindset that I invite my team members to buy into as well. Right, right. That You said you started community work when you were 16 years old? Absolutely. So you were you were doing like nonprofit things or just like community pantries and things like that? So, yeah, so I'm actually a nonprofit coach. I support people with sustaining and developing nonprofits. Um, But I started as a grassroots community organizer when I was 16 years old. So I've always did work uh, organized around the welfare system, the justice system. I did pantries. I've been, I'm a public speaker. So, yeah, this is my life's work. It's just right now the container is the Bronx Collab, but this is my life's work. Wow. That's great. That's great. See, only special guests come upon the Bronx Bias podcast. <laughs> only very, very special guests. Um, so given that you are called Coach T, yeah. um, what advice would you give to a young person who sought you out, who wanted to start <laughs> their own creation, their own business or their own movement? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't even I, I never use the word advice because I I just one of the things one of my great coaches, Shanice Starr, taught me, um, she taught me the power of questions, right? She taught me that questions are just a quest within, right? So I learned that through asking folks questions, it allows them to just tap into what they might really want. And I think that sometimes people come seeking advice, but there's no power really in that. The power is you tapping into you and figuring it out for self, right? So because my life is based on working with young people, I love to ask them questions. If it's something that you want to do, how bad do you want to do it? Why do you want to do it now? Would you want to do it if you weren't being paid for it? So just asking them different questions to allow them to be on the journey of self and question within that's really what i would do wow okay see that i've never heard that before because (laughs) that's the truth it's like if someone seeks me out they're gonna and they want to do a podcast they're gonna ask me not for advice they're gonna say hey what microphone do you have what computer Mm -hmm. do you use what software do you use and Mm -hmm. then you figure out oh wow this person's really interested and Mm -hmm. it's like they're telling you in a way i'm really interested in what you do and i just want to pick your brain and get you know, your point of view on things. So that you call coach T for a reason. (laughs) I am. Yeah. So what keeps you motivated in this space? Obviously this is, you call it your life's work. Um, What keeps you just getting up out of bed every day, motivated, full of energy, ready to help the community, ready to help everybody that you come into contact with? So the Bronx Collab has opened up a new wave of motivation for me, right? Um, The small business world is something, it's interesting. And I've been able to connect with like some of the most driven, focused um, and inspiring people. And I would really, I would really like to take this opportunity to say that we do a lot of different um, events here and we do like pop-ups, right? We do pop-up shops and vendors are here, they're at their table. And for me, they inspire me. The vendors truly inspire me. Um, and I'm talking about 
wellness vendors. I'm talking about clothing, apparel. I'm talking about decor. I'm talking about uh, uh, everything you can think of, right? Um, really deciding to stand in front of their brands, right? Really deciding to take the risk and pack up their wagons, not knowing if they're going to sell anything. Um, just they really, really inspired me. And really throughout the years, doing events, doing trainings, I just realized that when I see them, I'm reminded of what it means to get out of your own way and just really stand in front of your brand. And um, yes, there's so much dopeness that happens in this space, so much magic, so many great events, but those individual connections with folks um, is what really, really inspires me these days. Wow. Yes. That's a great perspective to have Yeah, because you, you kind of see yourself in, in these people, right? These people come and it doesn't rain or shine. They come, they have a dream, they have a passion, they have a goal, and they're ready to sell their sell, sell their products, sell themselves yep. and market yep. to the best way of their abilities, make connections and network. And you just yep. like refreshed by it. You know, every time I meet someone who just got into podcasting, it's like, I see myself in them so much. Exactly. Like it's exactly. like, they just have something to say. They from a place, they just want to express themselves and use their voices and you know, it's like, wow, you're just like looking at yourself in another person. It's true. And it's uh, all, so inspirational. We're all, we all reflections of each other. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Um, so would you say that you have any role models in this space? Would you say that there's any people um, who you maybe have gotten a lot of inspiration from? Or have you drawn or gotten certain messages from some people in your upbringing or how you mm-hmm. operate in business? Mm-hmm. So... You know, one of the things my grandmother told me when I was like really young and I didn't get it. So I was later, I was older, but she always said, if I, if you are the person who know the most in the room, you're in the wrong room. If you know the most in the room, you're in the wrong room. Right. Right. So as I said, like doing community work, being a nonprofit coach, that's a different arena from a small business owner. So when I, you know, transitioned into this role, I really had to remember that phrase and really get in the room with people who knew more than me. Right. Um, so I have mentors who like I tap into. I would, I've already mentioned one, Shanice Starr, but also we have a, there's a, a business that's on our same block that named Zambo Aroma. And they do all of these like dope products, like soap and lotion, and they make everything handmade and it's just really dope. But just like tapping into like their mindset and tapping into like how much they've had to put into sustaining their business and their operations and things of that nature. And then this just, and I also just mentioned the vendors too, right? So like just them and their hustle and the way that they do things and advertise and market, just always willing to tap into folks who are doing things different differently than I am and who know a bit more than I do. So I would say those are my role models, right? I'm really big on having role models that I can touch. Okay. That, I'm really big on that. I, it's not like there's so many people you can name, right? That you might uh, look up to who are like, you only see them on YouTube or celebrities, but I'm really big on having role models and connections that I can really touch and feel. How do you feel about when people think of you as a role model? Does it inspire you to work harder or does it just like, you just feel like your life's work is being validated or both? You know, have you been watching me on Facebook? <laughs> I thought you haven't. You don't know my Facebook. But I was writing about this yesterday. I was just writing about the fact that the work that I do is like me work, right? And it's just like, I just have things that I want to do and I want to get them out my system and I want to design and curate and mentor and mother. Like, that's just what I want to do. And it's not doing it with like, these are these are the accolades I want for it or these are the, how many awards I want for it or even to be recognized. Absolutely. It's always dope when people see you. It's dope when people see you, feel you, honor you. But I always just want the work that I do speak for me. So if someone and many people see me as a mentor and role model, and I'm honored because I have, you know, mentors and role models. So I know what that means when they say they see me as that. But really, it's about me living out my life's work and doing what I was created to do. Mm, Okay. (laughs) <laughs> okay. So you, you see this as just, do you believe that each person is born with their life's work like already innate in them? Or do you think that they just have to go through life to find it? I think, it, I, I, I don't know. I think it could be both. I think that people very well 
can be born with a particular, like this is the mission that you was are supposed to carry out, right? But then I think situations and circumstances happen and we, we can give birth to a new side of ourselves. Like we can meet new parts of ourselves. And a lot of people look at COVID. A lot of people had to meet new parts of themselves during the pandemic. I know people who wrote books. I know people who started their own businesses, like all because they were put in that circumstance and situation. So I, I think it's both. Sometimes we are born with that. This is what you're here to do. And sometimes you find it along the way. I absolutely believe that. Right, right. So how, what is a great, or how can we, you and I, just keep it on us, how can you and I continue to leave a path for the next generation of people, the next generation of creators, the next generation of business owners? You know, Mm -hmm. in my my view, it's, I always just want to be open with information. You know, information is one of the easiest things to pass between people. And when I first got started, I sought out people who were doing podcasting. And Mm -hmm. the way that they just showed me love, the way that they just were just open with their time and Mm -hmm. they didn't look at it like I was trying to bite their style or take Mm -hmm. food out of their mouth. It really like hit me like personally. And I said, if I ever get in a situation where someone wants to come and just pick my brain for a while, I have the time. I can make the time Mm -hmm. for them. And I Mm -hmm. see that just as very extremely valuable because you can't keep all the game to yourself. You know, you got to give the game away. You can't mm-hmm. hoard mm-hmm. all these facts and tidbits and little nuggets of information because mm-hmm. what are you going to do with it? You have to pass it on to the next. And that's the biggest thing that I try to do. So in your opinion, um, how can we leave a path for the future generation of creators? I'm so happy you said that because I always say that like information is to be shared. Like it's not ours. Like it's not for me to carry around and hide it from people. Um, And that's really how we design things in the space. Our small business chats, our networking events, that it's all about sharing information because we're really not doing that enough. I think we actually might be taught to be depositories and keep all of the information to ourselves. So I love that you said that. And then I think some of the ways we don't realize is just documenting our experiences, right? Um, I love the I love people who do podcasts because you are supporting others with documenting our experiences while you're documenting yours, right? Um, so things like that. I'm also a writer. So just really supporting people, encouraging people to write. Poetry, short stories, whatever you want, publish something, um, a blog, just really documenting your experiences so that the information is transferable. And even videos, right? Videos, um, doing small videos, whether you are documenting cer- a certain experience or something you just may not even know that you want to share, but just putting things out there, I think it's so important. Information is just not ours. It's really to be shared. So I think that's one, that is a really big way that we all can just support each other, even the people we don't know that are coming behind us. Right, right. And and this, what's funny is in this COVID period, I've met so many more people than when we were just free to roam the streets however yeah. we please. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, yeah. I've met so many more different people. I've talked to so many more different people. I've collaborated with so many more different people. And it's like how in a time where it's really you felt unsafe to leave your home, Mm -hmm. is it that now that you're coming in contact with all these different types of people? And I'm like, because people are out here just trying to gain different types of skills. People are out here just Mm -hmm. trying to gain different information, different types of knowledge, and people are becoming more open now. Mm -hmm. It was funny, like when the streets were more open, people were more closed. And then the streets became closed and people became more Mm -hmm. open. But you you know why that is, though, right? It's because we were all speeding. And another thing one of my mentors told me is about slowing down in order to speed up, right? Like we were all zooming, running here to there, this meeting, that meeting. So being forced to slow down allows you to take a different look at things. Like, you know, I call it sometimes being on the bench. Sitting on the bench during a game, you have a whole different view. A whole different view of the game. You see how it's going. You see what you could do when you get on the court. So that's really what the pause was about. So pausing allowed you to get a different view. And the reason you were able to collab with so many different people is because now you knew exactly who your tribe was. You were able to see who was your tribe and speak directly to them. So I think that's amazing. And I agree with you. So many collaborations came out of just us 
being closed, right? <laughs> it was it's the strange it was so strange to me. I was like, you know, or people would like send me messages like, hey, I'm from, you know, California. Hey, I'm from Georgia. And I'm just like, wow, like when I used to just walk around in the streets, like I never thought a random person from California would be trying to talk to me or from Georgia would be trying to talk to me. It's like, wow, like this is like amazing. And it's kind of like the validation of this work that I'm doing, right? When, mm-hmm. when you first, when I first started, I was so nervous, had so much anxiety. And mm. I was like, will people like me? You know, will people want to listen to me? Will people like my voice? you like mm-hmm. so much anxiety. And then you're just doing the work, you're focused, you're determined, you're driven. And now you get the positive reinforcement from the people from all over the place, not just in New York, not just exactly. in the city. And now it's just like, wow, like, did it take a, a shutdown for me to realize my full potential? Maybe it did. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, when I'm me- I'm already mentally writing my memoirs, like I'm already mentally writing them. And nice. this is going to be one of the biggest chapters in it. Just is- it's, it's going to be like maybe the longest chapter in it. Mm-hmm. Because it's That's like, good. this is the, the ultimate turning point of life for me. And mm. I'm sure for so many other people, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. the way that your mind changed and the way that you went about conducting your life changed. And it's yep. just like an unprecedented situation that just brought so many different things towards you. And when I, when I do, when I sit down and write my memoirs and my book, my autobiography, mm-hmm. this is probably mm-hmm. going to be the biggest chapter in it because it should. it's the most life-changing part of it so far. It should be. That's really dope. Do yeah. that. Honor yourself and honor your experience. Yes, yes. <laughs> do you do you think that um do you think that it's more difficult nowadays to like start your 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 business or your your entity? Or do you think it was more difficult back in the day? Because sometimes I feel like back in the day, you know, it was less technology, but mm-hmm. also now because it's more technology, there's so many other people you know, people feel the natural competitiveness. Oh, I can't do this because this person's here. There's a million things to watch on television. There's a million streaming services, you know, people shy away, but maybe Mm -hmm. back in the day, even though it was less technology, it was less people in the field. How do you feel now about venturing out into the business space? Obviously because Mm -hmm. of technology it's easier, but do you think that is truly easier? I mean, I think that you decide how you're going to play the game, right? And I think for me, I'm clear that I am in the business of people. I like humans. I like to speak to humans, to see them, to connect with them, right? So I think when you're in the business of people, you're going to approach things a different way. Absolutely, if you're in business right now, you have to be tapped into technology. It's like you you just need it, right? But don't let the people work, you know, disappear. Um, And I think it's just about knowing your your winning formula and knowing what you need to win the game. And I think for for me and for the Bronx Collab as a culture, we're really into humans and working directly with humans. Like literally the bathroom, the sign on the bathroom says humans only. Um, Like we want people to connect, collab and create. Um, That's what we say. So I think that it, it probably potentially easier right now for someone to just pick up their phone and start a business. Yeah. But to sustain the business, you just have to be mindful of all of the different factors of that. Right. Right. I think, and I, I encourage like anybody like to just try, because I feel like the hardest question to answer in life is what if, because it's an answer mm-hmm. that you never really get. Right. So if you're, mm-hmm. if you always wanted to write a book, and then you get to an age where maybe you cannot do it anymore. You forgot so much of your experiences. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself the question, what if it's the hardest question to answer? Because yeah. you will never know. You'll never know. And, yeah. you know, the biggest thing I like to do on the show is just tell people, yo, whatever you want to do is possible. It's going to take mm-hmm. a lot of hard work. It's going to be very difficult. You're going to be stressed out at times. But you don't ever want to be at a point in life where you're sitting around reflecting and you say, what if? And mm-hmm. it's a question that you just cannot answer. I feel like that's torture, like just to not be able to know the answer to something that you may have gave up on too soon or you didn't yeah. really uh, try to attack. And you just, you know, we're so comfortable maybe in your situation. 
and then you're at you know 90 years old in your rocking chair and you're just like man what if you know and i just feel like i never want people to go through that because me personally i know how that could feel mm-hmm. so it's like the biggest thing i want to push on the show is like anything you want to do is possible and you should try go for it. you should go try for it. you should do more than try you should just do it jump out there there was no try you either do it or you don't Go for it. And that is another just bringing it back to just being surrounded by entrepreneurs and vendors. Like, go for it. Why not? Like, why not? You already know the other way. (laughs) You already know the results from the other way. Why not go for it? So I I, I love that. It's just go for it. Do it. Why not? If, If you get the results, then good. You're a little bit wiser. You're not starting from scratch. So just go for it. Yes. Sometimes failures are the big, the best teachers in the world. You they know? are. Sometimes they are. it's like you need to fail in order to know how to succeed because you, you see, oh, I did this wrong. or I approached this wrong or I did this wrong thing. And then you, the next time you give it the second try, you're better. You're more equipped. You have more knowledge. You have more experience. And it's for all the people out there, young and old, it's no time better than the present. So if you have a dream, if you have a goal, you need to go for it because you're only doing yourself a disservice if you don't. Right on. Right on, right on. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so moving right along, you guys can follow me and hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Rogers Neighborhood. Coach T, what I do every show is I answer questions from the listeners. It's a great way nice. to keep them involved. It's a great way to keep them engaged. And it's a great way to show them that This is more than just Denzel on the microphone talking. If you got a question, if you got a comment and you want to send it out to me, I will read it and I'll put it on the show. So it's like you're contributing to the show along with me. We're partners in this. So what I want to do with you is have you answer some of the questions that I've received from the listeners just to see what you think about what they have, what they want to know about Coach T. So the first question from the listeners is, what is something that you like to do the old fashioned way? Talk on the phone, <laughs> call people. I don't want to go through a thousand emails or your DMs. I want to like hear people's voices sometimes. I'm pretty old fashioned. <laughs> you know what's funny? What I thought about too? What? I saw a payphone. Uh, I don't know. I think it was like down on like 30 something street. Mm-hmm. I saw a payphone. And I looked at it and the first thing I wanted to do was to see if it worked. Exactly. Because that is like what I grew up with, the payphone. My mom always said, keep 50 cent in your pocket just in case you need to use the payphone. Mm-hmm. And you don't see that anymore. It's just like, and then try to explain to someone like, hey, you know, there used to be phones on the street where you know <laughs> you could just put two quarters in and you could make a phone call with, or you could call collect. And they're like, what's exactly. collect? Exactly. <laughs> it's just like, wow, like. You don't even realize how fast things change. And then when you see something that you just used to be normal, it's like a shock to your head. Like, this is a payphone. Like, this used to be such a big part of my life. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The thing I like to do the old fashioned way is write. I I write down every show. Like, I write it. I have to, like, put it on the paper. Of course, I use my phone for some things and emails, of course, but like most things, like even if I want to come up with a new idea, I have to write it down. That's something that I just yeah. have to do. I cannot adapt to the new style of just everything electronic. Like I still need that that feeling of the pen on the paper. That's that my pen on paper. Listen, you 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 after my heart right now. I run a project called Just Write. We write to people who are incarcerated with wow. our hands, pen to paper. And I know now it's all like, oh, just get an app for it. But I'm so, I love to write. It's like, I love the cramps in my hand. I love getting a stamp. I love putting it in a belt. Like, that's just me. So I feel you on the right yes. tip. I feel you. Yes. So the next question I have for you from the listeners is, who would you like to sit next to the most on a 10-hour flight and why? 10 hours. <laughs> 10 hours is a long time to be sitting next to someone. I would definitely, it would definitely have to be Cardi B. Okay. Because, <laughs> let me tell you why, because 
like I said, 10 hours is some time to be sitting next to someone. So Cardi's pretty well-rounded. She can have discussions about a lot of different things, right? So I would love to vibe with her. I mean, she's going to probably get a little cranky and want her time and not want me to ask her all of these questions. But I think someone like well-rounded like her, um, who's moved up in the business world, plus I love a lot of her music. Um, in my head, her daughter's my goddaughter, culture. So it's like... I would really want to vibe with Cardi for 10 hours, you know, with some breaks because she won't need some breaks. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's a great answer because Cardi's really like, I see, cause I follow her on Twitter. Mm. She talks not only about her music and her life and stuff and her, her children and her husband. Mm-hmm. She also talks about like politics and stuff, which is not <laughs> something that you would expect to hear from her. So when <laughs> new laws come out or when she's against the proposal, like she will talk about it. She will tweet articles about it she will give information about it and you're just like look at the bronx i just every time i see cardi i just like look at the bronx look at the bronx look at us look at what we doing out here exactly look at us (laughs) i love it shout out to cardi i love cardi b too i love her yeah i love her (laughs) and the last question that i have from you from from the listeners is if coach t had intro music what song would it be? How would you announce yourself into any building that you walk up into? I do not know the name of this song. I just know that it's from the Rocky movie. And it's like the he running up the stairs. It's like you know, I don't I know. I have the tiger. I have the tiger. I have the tiger. I would really, that would have to be the song because like, I just feel like I'm always up to something. I'm always just ready to be in action on the court and in the game. So that's just like the perfect song for me. Cause you really don't know what's coming at you when you hear that. So yeah. Right. But they're going to know somebody's <laughs> in the zone and they are locked in. Exactly. 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 Yeah. That's, that's a great song. I, you know, you hear that song so much in your life and you never think like, what the song means like mm-hmm. you know he was in the movie he's training so he could be the best boxer exactly. he could be so if you exactly. apply that to your life you're like all right i'm gonna be the best motivational speaker i'm gonna be the best writer i'm gonna be the best podcaster i'm gonna be the best yep. business owner the eye of the tiger that's true yeah that's yeah i'm gonna have to listen to that in a few <laughs> do you use music to um sort of get yourself locked in and in the zone for when you want to, you know, go out and do your thing? Absolutely. Music is a big part, like a culture, right? Music is a big part of culture. It's a big part of the space here. During co-working hours, we're playing like music to motivate people, get people going. But music is just like, it's going to sound corny, but it's the soundtracks of our lives, right? It allows us to like explore. It allows us to remember things. It allows us to forget things. So like music is really, really powerful. So absolutely. Yes, 100%. It is very yeah. powerful. And of course, you know the Bronx. Hip-hop started here. Hey! You, the I'm number one genre second. in the world. Exactly, exactly. Influences culture more than any other thing. Hip-hop culture, and it started here in the Bronx. In the beach. I'm going to stop introducing myself. From now on, I'm going to just walk into rooms and be like... Yeah. <laughs> You know, every time you go somewhere, they say, where Brooklyn at? This is, oh, we don't even do that. We just walk. When I, it was funny, like the first time I saw the movie Black Panther, you know, they do the Mm -hmm. Wakanda symbol. I was thinking, oh, they repping the Bronx. Like, yo. They knew what they was doing. They knew what they was doing. And remember, Stan Lee is from the Bronx. Stan, we got to pay attention. It's right there. It's right there. (laughs) Oh, you're funny. <laughs> so, so coach, uh, what is one thing um, that you would like to leave the listeners with as just a life jewel or just something very important that you would like to express or something that you just want to like tell them, um, you know, that you just feel is very important? Uh, what is something that you could just tie a bow on this whole podcast with um, just something important that you'd like to leave them with? Yeah. Thank you for that. That's really good. Um, So, there's a lot I can say with that, but what I think the what I want folks to walk away with is I always say, I think that 
a lot of my work is about just having people see, feel seen, right? Be seen again, whether it's through pantry or riding the incarcerated or volunteering at a shelter. I just want people to feel seen, right? So I always say, get off the bench and on the court, right? Um, and I always say the game is waiting for you, right? And I say, get off the bench and on the court, the game is waiting for you. Because I feel like we don't realize that we are, the, we play the star roles in our lives. Like, it's our lives. We have to go for what we want. And I think that some of us train ourselves to just be on the sidelines of our lives and just to be on the bench. Right. And I think that it is a game that's waiting for you, whether that game is your family, your goals, your, your writing, getting healthy. It's waiting for you. And it won't be the same until you get active and on the court. So I really just want folks to remember that they have a game that's waiting for them. Right. Right. They Somebody have a game that's waiting. Somebody told me, um, because my name is Denzel, so obviously Denzel Washington, mm -hmm. um, somebody told me that, you know, your life, you have to think of it as a movie. You're mm -hmm. the main character of the movie. You have the most lines. You're in the most scenes. You know, mm -hmm. you are the star of this movie. Mm. You can't play the back in your own movie. Okay. You have to be the star of the movie. Everything that you do is you know, you're in the starring role. You are going to, you're the person that's going to make the movie sell out at the box office. Absolutely. So you have to think of when you're doing these things in life, you want to be the best at it because that's going to make your movie better. You're going to mm -hmm. have to be the, the most driven at it because that's going to make people want to be included in your movie. Mm -hmm. And the more mm -hmm. that you focus on what you can do better and how you can be better, the better off your movie or your life will be. And I was just like, wow, like, you know, it just really made me think like, wow, like, you know, of course they just, you know, were saying that just to play off my name as well. But yeah, yeah. it was like, wow, it, like, it made so much sense. And it was something so simple. Like, yeah, of course, in my life, I am in the most scenes because it's mm -hmm. me. I do mm -hmm. have the most lines because it's me. And mm -hmm. everything that I try to do or everything that I put my effort into, I have to seek the results and good or bad is going to affect my movie. Like, you know, if I'm in a relationship with a person, yeah. Okay. What if we break up? I still have to be, I'm still in the movie. They're no longer mm -hmm. in the movie. If mm -hmm. I work at a job, the job is a part of the movie, but if I leave the job, I is still my movie. It's still me. Or it's, it's, it's still me. And I was just like, wow, like that is something like really like simple and very poignant at the same time. Like, it's yeah. you're, you're the star. So do the best that you can do so to make your movie better. Or just do. Or just do. Or just do. Or just be, right? Just you would, you would, I mean, I don't know for you, but sometimes you'll be surprised how many people just don't do things that they want to do in any capacity. So just do. Like just take the risk. Just do something. Like be in action. Be in the game, be on the court, just do something. Just make a quick list, make your quick to-do list, but not for work, for yourself. You right. are the work, right? And just do, just do. That's yes. a big thing. Too. We stop ourselves from doing, just do. Very true, very, <laughs> very true. Well, coach, I'm so happy that I was able to go into, your, into the game with you. I'm so happy <laughs> that you were able to draw up the plays for me. And um, I'm so thankful that I had this opportunity to speak with you. Um, it's very awesome, the work that you do in the community. It's so inspirational how you try to uplift the people of the Bronx, uplift the Bronx itself. And um, I just love doing these little interviews because it's just so great to see other people in the borough who just want to see better for, the, for it. And self-motivated people, you know, people who want to help others. And it's just been a true pleasure. Um, to have you on. I'm so thankful that you were able to come on the show. Thank you for sharing your platform. That's a big deal. So going to clap it up for you. Thanks for sharing your platform with me and with us with the Bronx Collab. <laughs> yes. Yes. So um, what I would like for you to do is to reiterate your name, reiterate your creation name and all the places that the people can find you if they want to get in contact. Sure. I am Coach T and I am the co-owner of The Bronx Collab. And you can visit our website at uh, thebronxcollab.com and follow us on all social medias from there. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And it is tradition around here on The Bronx Bias Podcast that we allow our guest to play a song that we end our podcast with. So coach, the honor is all yours. 
what song would you like to play for the good people out there? I want to play High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story. It's been a real pleasure. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Round of applause for Coach T. Round of applause. And that, guys, will wrap it up. Episode number 65 of the Bronx Bias Podcast is in the books. I'm your host once again. My name is Denzel. Thank you to everyone who tunes in, who likes, who subscribes, who shares, and who supports. Thank you again to everyone who has been active and engaged with me on the social media platforms. I truly, truly appreciate it. Special, special, special thanks to Coach T of the Bronx Collab for taking a few minutes out of her day to stop by and just have a little brief conversation with me. I appreciate her work. I appreciate the movement. And I love that the Bronx is active and thriving and that there are so many great people out here who just want to see better for it and are using their voices and using their movements to help enrich the borough even more. Man, it's just such a pleasure to speak to to people in the Bronx like that. And I'm very thankful that she was just able to take a few minutes out and have that conversation with me. Please don't forget, your boy Denzel has official Bronx Bias Podcast merchandise available for purchase. You can visit the website, bronxbiaspod.myshopify.com. I have hoodies on there. I got t-shirts. I got tote bags, COVID masks, stickers, and much, much more to come. The products are quality material. So if you feel so inclined to support this brother from the Bronx, um, I would truly, truly appreciate it. And I do sincerely appreciate every single person who has went out and supported the merch. Um, It is very, very, very great that you guys are supporting and listening to the show. I truly appreciate it. And I have so much gratitude and thank you for that. Um, I'm going to fade you guys out with a great, great, great song, which is Coach T's Choice. It is called high hopes by panic at the disco off of the album pray for the wicked and this has been the bronx bias podcast episode 65 have a great week out there have a great weekend be safe and i will speak to you guys next week we are out Stay up.